The Press Pass on WKXL is presented by the Prescription Center, where the health of you and your family comes first. Check out either of their two locations, one at the Concord Hospital Campus, the other 125 North Main Street. The Prescription Center will also deliver your prescriptions to you free of charge. That's the Prescription Center, where the health of you and your family comes first. This is the Press Pass with Chris Ryan. This is where you hear unique conversations with the best athletes, coaches, and general managers in sports. I think you appreciate each and every one. Uh, each and every one is special in their own way. And I play with two guys that uh, they were on top of their game on a nightly basis, and people get spoiled. <laughs> you know, they they saw Manny, they saw David, so they they start taking people for granted. Uh, opportunity for me. I know I think it's to help my team now, so you know, the better I play, the better it'll be for us. I think it's uh, one of the most important things is focus and consistency. The Celtics and Bruins both go into Game 7. The Patriots get a schedule and get set for their season. And we check in on the Red Sox and talk to one of baseball's best players. This is the Press Pass. I am... Chris Ryan, Boston Celtics, after blowing Game 5, respond. The victory in Game 6, that series will go 7. 108-95 Celtics win. They did it in the three-point shot, shooting consistently well from three. That's the way Milwaukee defends. They take away the middle, make you beat you with the three, and that's exactly what the Celtics did in Game number 6. Jason Tatum stepped forward with a 46-point performance. Here is Tatum postgame. Yeah, I think um, that was in the back of our mind, you know, game five. And that's something we talked about, that uh, we felt like they beat us on winning plays, uh, hustle plays, 50-50 balls, that they were tougher than us in that fourth quarter, game five. So that was in the back of my mind. That was in the back of everybody's mind, uh, that we couldn't get beat on those kind of plays. And, you know, that our season was on the line. I mean, we knew that, and we just had to dig deep and, you know, give it everything that we had. Tatum, 7 of 15 from three, nine rebounds, also shot over 50% from the field. Marcus Smart bounced back after a difficult performance down the stretch in game five. He had 21 points. It was really just us playing. Excuse me. We were just trying to take what they gave us. Um, Excuse me. And that was the three, you know. Um, We were hitting them early on. And, you know, it helped us out later down in the fourth quarter and the second half. The lane started to open up because we were hitting those shots. So we just wanted to go out there and take what they gave us and, and play basketball and not be robots out there and make plays. Game 7 inside the TD Garden tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Winner will take on the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Boston Bruins play Game 7 today of their first-round series against the Carolina Hurricanes. This series has been very simple. The home team wins every single game. And not just do they win, they usually win by a lot. Bruins proved that in Game 6 as they defeated the Hurricanes 5-2. Game was close, 2-1 early in the third period. The Bruins able to extend, though, first and a goal by Eric Halla and then uh, Derek Forbort from the point. So the Bruins today need to flip the script. And I talked with Bruce Cassidy about how they do that. Uh, heading to Game 7, obviously the results here and in Carolina have been you know, polar opposites. Is there anything specifically that you've noticed that the team has been doing well here that, that you've not done down in Carolina that you'd like to obviously bring with you? Uh, you know, we, we, we 
timely power play goals here helped a little more than up there. They got a couple the other night. Their, their power play had struggled, and they generated some good looks, scored. Or in the flip side, penalty kill. I think that's, you know, that's been an issue um, at times for both teams. And and that when you win, it's it's usually good. And it was very good for us tonight. We got, like I said, very important kills in the second period. Um, that, so that special teams flip is, is is one thing that certainly has tilted the the series on on home home ice for both teams. So, um, you know, hopefully, as I said earlier, we, we need to make sure we stay out of the box up there so that doesn't become a factor. Play the game five on five as much as possible, um, and other than that, I, I, we had some puck luck tonight. They, I think in the second period they, they hit a couple of crossbars. I mean, the other nights those goes, you know what I mean. So that that comes into play too. We we had a little puck luck around the front of the net, the second goal, and they had. Uh, I thought they had some up there at times. So some of that just happens to have happened in this series where the home team's getting a, a few breaks as well. More on that topic from Charlie Coyle. Butchie went back to you know the four lines that you guys had used through the majority of this season. What do you think that meant? You kind of mentioned what it meant to you playing with Freddie and having that comfort. What do you think it meant kind of throughout the lineup? And we saw obviously more depth scoring today. And what do you think that meant in this game and also going into Game Seven? Yeah, I mean it's we have plenty of guys who can play in our lineup. You know, it's there's going to be injuries and 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 things happen. So it's that next man up mentality, and and we have that. We have the depth. Um, I think a lot of the lines that were there tonight, you know, we've played together a good chunk of this year, um, so we're more familiar with each other. Um, but whatever he puts up, you know, on that board as far as lines, you know, you just – I think I already touched on it as, you know, you just got to do your job no matter who you're playing with and try to create something and do it the right way no matter what. Um, <clears throat> but I think, you know – Having that lineup that we had, we're more familiar with one another. I think each line, and you could tell we got the contributions from uh, a lot of different guys tonight, and um, yeah, and that could play into how the lines were, and and guys more familiar and having that chemistry already. Um, but we're just glad we got the job done. Jeremy Swayman made the saves that he had to make in Game Six. Also got help for the post and the crossbar a couple times in the power play, and a ton of block shots in front of him. Sway, they had a sequence in the second period of power plays is kind of similar to what um, you guys had back in game four, and you had obviously a lot of success there. What were you thinking, you know, in that spot, uh, and what did you see specifically in front of you? Because it felt like they didn't get a lot of pucks on net in that, in that instance. That's just good defense in front of me, you know, forward doing their job as well, making my life easy. Um, but I want to do everything I can, you know, whether it's a tip puck, uh, anything, rebound, uh, just doing my job and making sure I'm helping the team, you know, successfully get through the penalty kill. If you want to look for why the Bruins are going to have success in Game 7, A, we talked about with Coyle, I like the fact that Butchie has gone back to the lines that have played together most consistently in these big spots, but Hampus Lindholm being back and playing with Charlie McAvoy, I think that's absolutely huge for the Bruins, and I talked with Hampus about his impact. When you look back at this game six, what stands out to you the most about the reasons you guys had success tonight? No, I think it's determination. We, we know we have a good group out there. We just have to work as five out there and uh, just every shift. Like I think we, the way we responded after their 2-1 goal, that says a lot about our character, and we got to have to keep that up. It seems like you kind of have a low blood pressure in these games, and you kind of slow things down a little bit. Like Take a look as an example at the, the coil 
goal where um, you drew two guys and it seems like you, you wait for, for the right play to develop. How would you describe kind of your, your mindset in slowing the game down even when the, the temperature is obviously pretty hot? Yeah, I think that's something I've been kind of known as as a player since I was young and like everyone has their own thing they want to bring and like I always want to try to be a difference maker out there if it's making breaking up a two and one or making a good play like it's that's we have so many good players on the team so I just, every time I get out there every shift I get out there I try to make something to to make the team put, put the team in a better position so I'm just happy to see it go in I think we've been working hard for those goals and it's nice to get a little bounce. Actually, five Game 7s of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, including the Leafs and the Lightning today. Also, uh, we'll see who the Bruins are going to face if, in fact, they move on to the second round in a Game 7 tomorrow, which the Rangers will take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Switch to football. Schedule is out. Patriots will begin their season with two road games for they are home for the Baltimore Ravens. One of those games is going to head to Green Bay to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers outside of the conference and uh, talked with a couple of Patriots players who are going to be in their second year with the team. You may remember back when the Patriots signed all those free agents, including Nelson Aguilar and Jalen Mills, that Aguilar was perhaps viewed as being the top uh, pickup and that he was going to be the, the key wide receiver. Now, of course, that ended up being Kendrick Bourne and Patriots have brought another wide receiver, Devontae Parker and they drafted a wide receiver as well. Talked with Nelson Aguilar about year two with the Pats. Year two for so many of you guys. What is your sense about what this offense can be? And how did you see the offense growing throughout the course of the season collectively? Uh, I think we have a wonderful opportunity because of the guys that we played with a year ago. We know each other, you know, our quarterback. You know, we know who our quarterback is, and um, I think we have a good opportunity to just take our communication level to another level in terms of how we saw things a year ago. We put things on tape and then say, hey, this happened in week five versus this team. And, you know, I bent it like this. You saw it like this. I think I'm going to do it like this, you know. And the dialogue that we have between quarterback and receiver or, you know, if we're doing concepts as a group, we talk about, hey, remember this, like when they play this bunch, they're in and out. So it's just pretty cool that, you know, you're familiar with the guys that you played with a year ago. So this year, the conversation is from what you've seen on tape of what or what you've been through already. And just on Mac, we heard a lot about the fact he throws a catchable ball. Um, and was that did you have an instant chemistry with him or do you feel that needed to develop over? time as well and there's still room for growth there yeah I think Mac's greatest strength is his ability to communicate you know obviously he's a, he's a great quarterback I think he throws the ball amazing and but I love the way he communicates and that's something that allows you to grow together and work together you know because communication is you know the key to every great relationship he does a great job telling me what he sees. He, tell, he does a great job of telling me what he likes about what I'm doing. He tells me a great job of some things that are hard for him to read when I move around and things like that, you know. And once you know, it's less gray area. I'll start with Jalen Mills, Patriots cornerback. Gone is J.C. Jackson. In is Malcolm Butler. Hey, Jalen, how are you? How you doing, man? I'm good. Awesome. Um, obviously, you improved a lot throughout the course of the season came on strong at the end what are some of the ways you felt that you did improve throughout the course of the year and how you're looking to build upon that here in that year two at the Pats 
Yeah, um, I think I really just got comfortable within the scheme, you know, um, two totally different schemes from the scheme that I was playing in um, before and then last year, you know, just getting comfortable within the scheme, getting comfortable, you know, with certain guys and, you know, certain guys do different things. Certain guys make different checks and knowing, you know, uh, pre-snap, you know, if I have, you know, um, AP next to me, he's going to do something different than than Doug or McCordy. Or if I have Hightower next to me, he was going to make a different check than, you know, um, Kyle Van Noy, you know. So I think that was kind of the biggest thing with me, just getting comfortable within the scheme. And just do you take motivation in how things ended as well? Where is that something that, that motivates you as, as an individual to to get better throughout the course of the offseason? Something you think about a lot or once it happens, it's just kind of you know, look at the tape, maybe even just trash the tape and move on. You're talking about as far as the the Bills game. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that situation, it is what it is. It was last year. Um, I mean. Totally different locker room now. Got a couple guys back, but totally different locker room, totally different energy. You know, we're, we're looking forward now to this, this 2022 season and, and what we have at stake. None of the Red Sox who have turned things around ever so slightly. They've won two out of their last three games. Red Sox, though, still disappointing to a large degree. And the trade talks have started to uh, filter around the team with – Xander Bogarts being mentioned. Of course, Bogarts can opt out after this year. Team signed Trevor Story to a long-term contract. So that's not great to hear, obviously, as Bogey is a huge part of this Red Sox franchise in the past and many hope moving forward as well. Red Sox, I mentioned, have won two out of their last three games, but they are 12-20, and and that has them in last place, and they at least even behind the Baltimore Orioles. Talked with Jackie Bradley Jr. about confronting some of the challenges the team is facing and being back in Boston. Just what's it been like for you to be back? Like this always kind of felt like home to you as a fit. Like what's it been like for you to be back here this year? It feels normal. I mean, it feels like only a year removed, so it's very familiar. A lot of the same same. You know, familiar faces that um, that I've grew to enjoy and have a lot of relationships with. So it's a, it's amazing. That's what I was gonna say. Like you have relationships like beyond the baseball park and in the community and all the programs and things that you've done. So that must mean like it's not just coming back to play for the Red Sox. It's like all the other things that go along with it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you know when you're in a certain area for a certain amount of time is. It's a good thing to be able to develop those relationships that, that lets you know that they're they're real and they're and they're true and meaningful um, because you know when you do eventually you know come back um, you, you have something to hold on to and and look forward to as well. You've seen the ups and downs in this game from a team perspective and an individual perspective. What's the key in kind of managing level emotions during good times, bad times? Like how do you go about doing that? And do you do you talk to guys about that? I think it's just perspective. We got to put things in perspective. Um, you know, it's, it's early right now, and, um, and things might not be going the way you want to. But um, it's a long season, so you got to continue to put the work in and, and and work through some things. Played right field here before, playing here predominantly this season. Um, what do you like about it? What are the challenges there? Like you always talked about center, left center here being not the best for you because you didn't have enough space and you always felt like you're running up against that wall in some ways do you enjoy playing right more because you do have that space i wouldn't say i enjoy playing more but um you definitely got more more space and um it offers its, its different challenges and 
And I try to treat it the same, though. You know, if I see it up, just go catch it. Sweet. Good to see you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. This past weekend, the Chicago White Sox came into Fenway and uh, swept the Boston Red Sox. Tim Anderson's one of the more exciting players in the game. He's currently hitting 327 going into play here on Saturday. Keeps the strikeouts low, 14 on the season. Also doesn't walk very much, three walks, and uh, leads off for the White Sox. One of the flashier guys in the game. I talked with Tim Anderson. So what do you view the biggest keys to having success and consistent success in the big leagues? What, in, in your mind, goes about, how do you go about doing that from a mental, physical standpoint and being you know, one of the best shortstops in the game? Um, it's all about how you prepare, um, your preparation. <clears throat> um, I mean, that really takes a lot into how you perform. Um, and obviously, you know, your preparation takes a lot into your confidence. Um, yeah, you know, to be great, you got to work to to be great. You don't just you know just get here and just be great. You got to work, continue to work. You got to stay consistent with your preparation, um, focus. I mean, I mean, really, preparation is really the the, the biggest key on you know trying to be successful. Because I mean, if you prepare right and you go into the game, it's not going to be easy. But I mean, you already know what what you're doing really because you didn't prepare and you didn't practice that over and over. You got many reps. So uh, I'm just say preparation is huge. Is that learned, or is that something that you're kind of born with as an individual? Be able to kind of focus and to prepare and maintain kind of that consistency day and out day, doing the same thing and not questioning your preparation, particularly when things are not going well. Um, I mean, it, that depends on the, the person. I mean, it depends on how great you want to be. If you want to be the greatest, then you're gonna prepare like you want to be the greatest. I mean, if you want to be average, then you're gonna prepare average. I mean, if you want to be okay, then you're gonna prepare okay. Um, so I guess it really depends on you know the person mindset and you know where they at with you know with wanting to be great or you know good or you know how they separate themselves from you know looking like everybody else. You're a guy that plays a game with a lot of, of flair, and people like watching you play with both sides of the baseball. Is that something that's like intentional, where you need to do that to kind of feel the confidence you need, or is just kind of come out in the game? No, it's just me. It's just me. You know, nothing is really, you know, put on or really a show. You know, at the end of the day, we are entertainers, but you know, nothing is really, you know, I'm, I'm authentic. You know, nothing is really fake. What I'm out there doing is, you know, I'm only I'm doing it for a reason. If if I'm doing it, you know what I mean. If we took the lead, or you know, I'm having fun, or I'm enjoying the moment, you know, and we we know it's hard to you know make it to the big leagues. Not you know, think about how many people you know grow up playing baseball and think how many people get to the big leagues. So I mean, shit. I mean, I'm just thankful. You know, what I mean, I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in, and you know, I could really care less about how anybody else feel about it. You know, I'm I'm I'm. I'm winning, you know, in my own winning and not really competing with nobody else. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being successful in my own way. Yeah, I want to ask you about being competitive because the best usually have that and they draw, competitive, they draw their competitive fire from different places, whether external or internal. Like, where do you draw it? It just depends on the day. You know, it depends on the day. I could take any little thing. You know, it could be the counter, my counterpart and got a hit and I didn't. So I could, I could take anything, to, you know, to twist it to motivate me to, you know, whether it's really, you know, I feel like the other guy may look better than me, so I need to play better than him, you know. So it's really just really taking, you know, taking taking anything to, to, to really kind of give you an edge, you know what I mean. You may, you may feel like, you know, they may be talking about that guy a little bit more. So it's like, all right, I'm going to show you, you know what I mean. So it's really just really just taking any and everything to, you know, to get – get you to be great and you know that's how you that's how you be the best you always got to take an edge you always got to you know walk around with a chip on your shoulder and like you got something to prove you know um 
and just try to be successful. You know, we are playing a failing game, so if I succeed, you know, a little bit, that's still successful. Um, but, you know, we're at a point now where we're not really proving points. We're just we're going out and playing and having fun, and whatever happens really happens. Um, and we're just going to continue to keep working and get better um, and just keep enjoying the moment and keep having fun with it and uh, see where it takes us. You do that with other shortstops, too, because the shortstop is still kind of like the guy on, on most teams. You could cross it, you know, Bogey or Bo coming up as a young guy or, or Correa. Like, does that – do you look at those guys, too, what they're doing and seeing how you're matching up with them or, or not? No, I could care less about any other guy that, 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 that stepped in uniform and they're not in my locker room. You know, I, really, I don't really care about, you know, what any other shortstop is doing because uh, at the end of the day, I'm only as big as, you know, I can get or I'm only going to be as big as the lead allowed me to be, uh, you know, because we all know that everybody have opinions. And, I mean, you, I mean, TV guys, MLB guys, like, they, they do the ranking. So, I really, you know, that's really out of my control. So, all I could do is just stay within myself and play my game and, Try not to worry about you know uh, you know what, what everybody really else got going on. I mean I know how, I know how good I can be. I know uh, you know I know I'm the best, my own best though. You know uh, I know I can be successful, my own successful though. So it's really just really just staying within your lane and um, you know just having fun with it and you know not really worry about or get caught up in you know rankings or who they talking about the most or it's just really just going out of play you know at the end of the day you know the ultimate goal is to you know have a successful career and also you know take care of my family um i succeeded more than you know i expected already so uh you know i didn't expect to be here today so you know anything from here on out is a, is just a positive and a, and a plus for me the final thing is kind of on this on this ball club like what is the the vibe of this club and you've been together now really for a year or so and it feels like you guys are continuing to to build even if the record isn't where you want to be at the beginning of the year like what is your, the sense on who this team is and what you guys need to accomplish this year uh we got good energy uh you know it's like a family we, we brothers um you know we go out and compete and have fun with it uh you know at the end of the day we just try to you know it all boils down to you know we are playing a game of baseball and it's a beautiful sport so you know you 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 go out and, and play all nine in it's hard have fun enjoy the moment and if that allow us to win, then cool. If that give us an L, then I know we went out and played hard and gave it our shot. Um, so that's kind of how you stay even keel. Um, you know, we, we've been in a tough stretch, but, you know, it's part of baseball. You know, we'd rather, you know, get this tough stretch out of the way now, and then, you know, hopefully we can be successful throughout the rest of the season. And um, I'm sure this is probably not the only, you know, only bump we're going to hit in the road, you know, uh, but that's just the way of just the way of life. I challenge you, you know, day in, day out to, you know, continue to keep going. Um, but, I mean, yeah, man, we just going to, you know, keep going. Yeah, that's all we can do. You know, they don't really slow down for nobody, you know, just because we have a tough stretch, you know. The next day still coming, and the next day still coming. So we just got to, you know, keep preparing and keep sticking to our work, keep believing in our in ourselves, and, uh, you know, keep trying to, you know, build that confidence. And I think we get to where we need to be. Um, but for the most part, just, just keep playing, really. I'll add up one more question about your preparation in that um, you mentioned the fact that you don't pay a lot of attention to you know, the opposition, opposition teams. But when it comes to your preparation, do you, are you a video guy? Are you constantly studying the opposition? Or are you more of a, I need to be in the box. I want to see it. I want to I feel it. A little bit of both. I need to, you know, I watch a little video just to see, you know, just really just to see what, you know, what they may have did to me last time. Um, but I'm also, you know, I'm also, I also, I do my homework pretty well, you know, to, to, to prepare pretty well. That way I can, you know, have an idea when I step in the box and not just really, you know, feel lost. Um, but, yeah, I, I pretty much do my homework video, um, you know, notebook, whatever it is, you know, I got it all. So I really, whatever, however I'm feeling that day, to prepare on the guy, um, you know, I'll do it. Lots of self-scouting? 
Yeah, I do a lot of self-scouting. I do. I'm, I'm very aware. You know, I'm very aware, and uh, you know, I observe a lot, and I, I study people a lot. Um, and, you know, just try to make it tough on them. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, they trying to feed their family. I'm trying to feed mine. So if he get me out, then he took a little bit off my plate. <laughs> so the ultimate goal is not to let him take anything off my plate. Just try to take his. <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I really, I, I, I really do a lot of, I really do a lot of homework. Um, and studying these guys, and you know, I've been around for a little minute, so I kind of know, you know, most of these guys. Uh, so now it's really just, you know, just to check in on my on my homework and make sure everything's there that I need. And uh, and you know, our organization do a great job of keeping things in front of us to to allow us to be successful. Sweet, appreciate that. That's great. So cool trip right there inside the mind of one of the top players in baseball. So game seven's on the docket today. It's the Bruins tomorrow. It is the Boston Celtics as both look to extend their playoff runs. A lot of excitement there. We'll be back with you next week on the Press Pass, of course, to wrap up or look forward the Celtics and uh, the Bruins seasons. I am Chris Ryan. Thanks so much for being with us here on this edition of the Press Pass, where we go inside the locker rooms, clubhouses, and talk with some of the biggest names in sports, like we just heard from Tim Anderson, also checking in on the home teams. This is the Press Pass. I'm Chris Ryan.